Okay, real talk. When did paying someone back become social media? What do you mean? Like, say I want to see what you're doing and who you're hanging with, and you're not posting about it on your story. I can just stalk your pay app and find out what you're doing. Oh, yeah, that's weird. You do that? No, I don't do that. I use Apple Cash. It's built into your iPhone, easy and secure. You can send and receive money right in messages and keep it between friends, and then use that money to buy something at a store with Apple Pay. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? Maybe. Shh. Services are provided by Green Dot Bank, member FDIC. Terms apply. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writers' room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu, whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. Hi, I'm Kate Berlant. I'm Jacqueline Novak. And this is Poog, an ongoing conversation about wellness between two obsessive friends. Two untamable intellects. This is our hobby. This is our hell. This is our naked desire for free products. This is Poog. Today's topics, loosely speaking, toaster oven, oven. monuments, smoothie. I just saw Kate's, Kate, nice to see you. I I saw your berry lip and I'm now screaming for um, one for myself. Chris, will you grab any lipstick at all? You're in the closet, Vanity. Yes, I grabbed my Westman Atelier lip. God, you in the compact. It's just it's a red compact. I love gazing. How much time do you spend gazing into a mirror on average? Almost none. I gaze constantly. Really? Well, as a child, I as an only child, of course, but I spent so much time in the mirror. That was like mm. Chris has returned with a with a true red. Go on about your only childism. As um, well as a, thank you, Chris. As a child, as an as an only child, I spent an infinite number of hours in the mirror, and mm. I remember actually I had a mirror in my room, and then I had a little like play vanity. So I was like in front of the mirror, and then in front of the mirror was like a little vanity mirror. Mm. So there were actually two mirrors, but um, but I <laughs> okay. would 
constantly i mean and then it's like the average stuff of just um you know lip lip syncing mm, interesting lip, lip singing this always happens to me lip singing no lip syncing wait it's lip syncing no, okay okay yes i just remember it's lip syncing but i actually think it should be lip singing beautiful because lip syncing you're syncing to the music but okay i guess lip syncing actually does make sense to someone else's singing yeah right <laughs> yeah i called it lip singing for 22 years really Without knowing, you thought everyone was just kind of hitting it hard, hitting the consonant hard. I think kind I of was like confused, but I also kind of doubled down. But you doubled down because you think it should be that. To me, it was always lip singing. Yeah. Because I wasn't singing. I was singing just with my lips. Anyway. But, but uh, wait, lip singing. No, right. But then that implies that you're singing. Right, right, right. That's, true. That's true. That's true. Sweetie. That's true. <laughs> okay, that's true. I'm not doing that's not another my another mirror thing I did. I'll just say yes, from please. the only child vault that I'd spent hours doing. And this is what makes me so grateful for having not been exposed to the Internet or just not having the Internet as, as a youth. Uh, not to mark, mark myself as being in my very, very, very early 30s. But I. <laughs> Used to walk around my house with a mirror under my nose. If you place a mirror mm. directly under your nose. To check if you're alive? It looks like you're walking on the ceiling. Oh, that old gag. I thought it was hypochondria. No, but... no, no. I would spend so much time walking around my house imagining I was walking on the ceiling and it was like utterly. It's, I mean, I can access that memory somatically. It was like mm. deeply thrilling and terrifying because be like, oh my God, I'm going to, you know, walking up up to the certain like ledge. Totally. Of the ceiling and thinking you're going to fall off. It's great. But wait, let me take that in for where, a second. Where did I go? I was just talking about the mirror. And then I have a huge full length. I have like a, a wall in my bedroom. It's just purely a mirror. I think I've mentioned that actually a dancer's, before. A dancer's wall, so to speak. So it's great sometimes just to look in there and gaze. And I sometimes I've I've scared myself in the mirror, which is one of the really fun things of mirror work is actually scaring yourself. Like I've sometimes gotten so close and I convinced myself I'm being possessed. And I've done that actually in an airplane bathroom once. I like took a nap, went pee in the bathroom and you know the airplane mirror is like right there if you're if you're squatting sitting whatnot and i remember staring into my mm. eyes with such a dead gaze for so long that i mm. scared myself i thought that maybe i had either died or that i was suddenly possessed and i would never return <laughs> and then that makes you laugh because you realize no i'm not possessed i'm worrying and about the being laughter possessed. and laughing ecstatically in a mirror two inches from your own face yeah soaring fifty thousand feet above the earth yeah I highly recommend. Well, there's a feeling in going to the bathroom in a public place that I love, particularly if you're at dinner with someone and you go to the bathroom mm. or are left at the table, frankly. Yeah. There's this thing that happens. There's this moment when you're no longer we, but I. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. And it's very, it's very odd. It's like, well, well, similar to maybe there's a better example is when when do you. OK, if you're with someone on the street and say goodbye. Imagine if I was about to say I'm not. And then you walk the same direction and it's hell. Okay. Uh, that's the <laughs> okay. Fear yeah. not, folks. Uh, we're not going there. We only go to sites unseen. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we are frontiersmen. Yeah. So not that. I was gonna, going to say the moment when your facial expression and you can watch it on other people and it's awkward. Okay. If you watch two people say goodbye, <gasps> the moment that the facial expression goes from the goodbye facial expressions of kind of like. So, so here, here, okay, here's what it is, okay? Drops. Okay, let's, yeah, drops, right? <laughs> it can't be so sudden, okay? Because spiritually, that feels, it feels spiritually impolite, even though the other person can't see your face once you turn around, right? You carry the smile until you turn. I think you carry it. On the full pivot. I, I, I carry it a good four seconds post turn. I, I'm, I'm like,
like two steps away before the face is dropped. Okay. Wow. My utter generosity of spirit. I think I I think I drop on the pivot. You drop instantly. Okay. I think I you, drop on the. You've seen you're it. Like heart you gal. I don't know. Shows you over, just, honey. I'm not exactly. smiling on the, as, I, as I dismount I am from the pivot. Sick. Okay. I'm I'm sick in the head and have this fear almost like I guess uh, that someone else would witness my face drop and and there and think was there was act. something false there. Okay. So I continue the act. It's kind of like that idea that they taught us. You know, it's seven performing in shows okay like you need to stay in character till you're like you know 10 feet off the stage right right don't anticipate you're about to be on stage and drop your character back to your asshole self when you get near to the curtain i'm guilty of that i've seen myself in bit roles on television shows where i see myself and i'm 100 not acting no no it feels too embarrassing to admit but there's one particular you see there's it. one particular and i actually can't believe they like kept it I'm like, mm. I'm a hundred percent not aware that I'm being that I'm on camera. That's so funny. Like I see myself having completely dropped it. But is it your best work? <laughs> potentially. Oh, I was gonna say something about retaining the smile. This is reminding me, I'll just say quickly, of an anecdote John Early once told me of seeing a woman he was hanging out with some woman he knows <laughs> and her like new husband. And the no. three of them were hanging out or something, and then she came in. Because I'm always like the performance of domesticity, right? Yes, and like yes, so course. much of why we all carry out those patterns is literally just because we want to replicate what we saw on TV, right? So it's like being like, and I've fallen prey to that too, of just like, <laughs> of like being the wife with the cocktail tray, right? It's like you can ignore everything in your body screaming, get out, leave him, run, run, <laughs> run to the, to the hills. Because yeah. of the, if you just perform it, mm. you know, enough, because we just, we all on some level think, we're just in a in a movie. But mm. so he recalled seeing the woman smiling, taking their empty glasses or empty plates, right? Oh no. Turning into the kitchen to return the plates. And that she had the smile lifting up the plates. And then he caught her <laughs> off camera, so to speak, <laughs> turning away, still smiling. So she was completely alone. See, that this is perfection. She was completely unobserved, but she retained the See, and smile. That's what I'm talking about. So that's I'm interested in that when the performance continues when you're alone, because I feel myself continuing to perform alone, right? Or I think for me, because I spent a lot of time alone as a kid, but as an adult, I tried to kind of dwarf that time as much as possible. <laughs> or I, um, it's not as uh, yeah, I, I'm sometimes. Out. I find myself being alone, performing, being alone of look at me with my journal. Oh, you know, or it's like me on the bed being like, I'm going to read tonight. Yeah, no, no, no. You of know, course. and then it's completely me and know. my 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 friend growing up. We like were very aware of this. And as, as small children, we were like we referred to it as the camera in the upper left corner of the room. OK, amazing. <laughs> it was amazing. like it was like and it was like it was like way we like almost call each other out on like brilliant. You know, we were just very aware of, oh, look at us. We're 12 and we're look at us like prancing across the street. You know what I mean? Like we, yeah. were, we were constantly, you know, stepping back and, and whatever. But well, I wanted to respond. I was wildly writing down the word mirror, scary, um, mirror, <laughs> possessed. So a couple of things. One, there's something I've realized recently. I'm trying to figure out if it's mirror or if it's via a camera on the phone or something. There's something where if you accidentally get a delay, what are you reading? I'm not kidding nothing i'm truly completely okay, so here's staring what I at your no, I, I decided for dramatic effect to just say it plainly and you know i would admit if i were like i, I know, actually you love it yeah okay no, no no this is what's fascinating okay because there's something in your posture where it almost looks like your right hand is resting on a mouse my right hand was resting like on this my face. on the table on the edge okay. of the table <laughs> no this is a constant issue of i'm like picturing 
in my mind, I'm imagining a Gmail G chat, a little place you and me aren't afraid to inhabit, even though it's n- not hip anymore. Honey, it's not 2008, okay? Yeah, but yeah. who was G chatting mere weeks ago? You and me. That's true, actually. That's the point I'm trying to make is that we. Very briefly. You're, you're listen to you. You're ashamed. You're <laughs> no, ashamed. Why? Trying no, to say I just, how brief it, is, it was. I was trying to say the was, way that technology expires so quickly is yeah. always interesting to me, and that G chat is just gone. And and so that's why I know no, but that's why I'm so thrilled because somehow you were like, "Are you here or something?" You were almost like this old town, like it was that kind of vibe. Yeah, I saw you was available on G Chat, and I was like, "How utterly kinky!" It wasn't even on purpose, but I love chatting in the corner of G Chat. Like, there's something like those conversations. You know, in the absence of real space real spaces to inhabit anymore all we have is windows right and so it's sort of like what does it feel like to be inside i've always felt like dming and twitter doesn't feel like a safe mode of communication because what it feels like to me is there's this huge massive public kind of place and then there's a small blue curtain okay a dark twitter blue curtain terrifying and you slip behind that curtain to chat with someone at any second it could be exposed to the entirety of the world that's how it feels to me i'm always afraid i'm gonna tweet like a photo of my vagina yeah yeah like or that somehow it, it does feel like some desperately personal thought or criticism of a public figure that you're DMing is going to slip into the ether. My cousin Rachel would do this thing that's like, I think, I forget what she called it, you know, Twitter roulette or something. something. It wasn't that, but it was was something like that. It was like, it was like she would type in like a crazy like tweet or something. Okay. And just like hold it up. Like almost like there's nothing between, you know, right. This tweet going out and and me pressing sent, like just to terrify you, like to go on the edge yeah, that's yeah, fun. It's really scary. It's a dangerous game. Um, but wait, Gchat feels pretty safe to me, uh, and but cozy for some reason. Isn't that funny? There, there's nothing tactile about the internet. We can't actually feel it, and yet somehow that still becomes translated. Where Google Chat feels to. safer. You know, it feels more intimate. No, completely. Well, here's a huge question. Okay, that that no one's amused by, but me. Ooh, someone's at my door. Oh my God. Mr. Post, is it the milkman or the postman? Either way, it's a man. <laughs> <laughs> There's um, a man. Wait. Sorry. What was I just saying? Because I had something for us. You were saying G-Chat. Oh, yeah. Here's a big question. Yeah. Okay. But no one's interested but me, but I think you will be in a certain subsection of our listener. What do you imagine the back of a web browser window to look like? Ooh. Uh, a box. Okay, so like web browsers, right? Like, you know, you have multiple windows open, let's just say, right? Has the mailman left? I see fear in your eye. Fear in my eyes, yeah. You don't want the neighborhood seeing you with your recording equipment again? (laughs) So self-conscious about being a terrestrial radio broadcaster. Can't believe it. Um, So every window, right, is, you know, we can move windows so they're in front of each other and in back of each other. So we have a sense of them in space, right? Like we have a sense of them behind, in front, whatever. Go behind a web browser in your mind. What does it look like? To me, mm. it looks like, no, it doesn't exist anywhere because this is a two-dimensional thing of pixels, right? There's an implied. To me, the assumption is that, so you know the top of a browser or the Zoom window or anything is sort of like silvery gray, right? Mm-hmm. So I just imagine it's kind of like, you know, a plain silvery gray back there. Like it's just yeah. on the back and maybe a little serial number in the center. Cute. Do you imagine anything? I or, picture like the back of a box. Like if you were just to peer into an empty box. Brown? Like what we're seeing is kind of this projection on the front of the box. Not brown. I picture navy. And you give it dimension. It's not like just a flat I give it dimension. Overview. How thick? 
How thick is a window to you? I actually think it goes pretty far back. I think like the back of the of the browser window yeah. is like a hallway. To me, it's like peering down a hallway. This is big fucking news. And this is why <laughs> I congratulate myself for posing this question. I because, love that question. Okay, wait. So like, let's just say, okay, you open. Oh my God. Can't even imagine. The architecture of the internet is something that... Yes undiscussed yeah undiscussed and yet it's where we spend all our time and has the use of words like web the metaphors right that this is a question of language metaphor and foucault <laughs> okay okay it is you know the world wide web <laughs> okay the web has a kind of like any direction right yeah you hit a link and you shot off somewhere is there an organization is it so when you say a hallway like behind a gmail yeah window what is there in the hallway? Like I, 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 it's I like know a this... file cabinet, like, you know, like a file cabinet, like the, yes. you open it up and it's like all that empty space. It's empty behind it. It's not filled with your other browser windows in your mind. No, it's empty. Every single one. This is fascinating. Every. Oh, the back of a box. Right. Okay. Okay. Like the, I think a file cabinet is almost good. Like you're pulling out the file. There's the screen, but then you look behind it and it's just. And then what, let's just say you decide to open another window. Is that a new file? Um, yeah. Like that's a new thing. Because yeah. I feel like I experience it pretty much as like a pretty flat piece of paper, but I give it the the tactile quality that they give us on the edges of the thing. I guess it's like almost like I see the browser window like a little flat screen TV. And I'm not proud. Okay, <laughs> I, Like I thought, how could my relationship to the Internet change if I chose to imagine that on the backside of every browser window was a faux leopard, a furry back? Ooh. Because I do. Here's what's hard about coming to work, so to speak, even when it's, um, you know, from your own bed. Yeah. Here's what I don't like. Cold laptop in the mornings. You mean just the, the chill of a the cold metal of a laptop? I once saw a lizard lounging on my laptop <laughs> in, the, in the dead of, <laughs> of summer going into my bedroom. My laptop is next to my bed. There is a lizard. Wow. Lounging on. It was actually exquisite. It's like that's my 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 dream of Los Angeles as a mm. kind of. You know, airplanes and helicopters and lizards and palm trees and mm. lipstick and an abandoned high heel on the corner of <laughs> Sunset and Vine. You know, my kind of like, that's like for me, the romance of L.A. is like a city in the desert mm. where a lizard comes into your house. Yes. And it's just like seeking comfort. How big was it? Was it like a little like... It was new? very adorable. I mean, it must have been five inches. Tail included? Tail included. Well, no, I'd say... Well, it's always a question, yeah. you know, Do is you the, tail the tail part of the height yeah, or not? I know. Because when you... If you were to stand up, you know. Do you ever think about if we had tails? <laughs> yes. Like proper tails? Like not a um, horse's tail, which is a horse's tail. And I apologize <laughs> for my words. It's hair from the start. Right? There's no nub there. It's not five inches of, of hard tail covered in hair, right? Because, you know, you know, some animals, like That's some such cats, a good question. Like, the fur goes longer than the, than the vertebrae. By the way, can you believe a horse's tail? No, the main is shocking. Like, and like the sexuality of horses, right? <laughs> is something we all know about, right. and that horses are hot, and like, and all of that. Well, they also have those butt plugs that have the horses. Like, you can you can wear a, a horse's tail, but it is like the just dramatic <laughs> sexuality of the horse. It's so over the top. Well, the what is it? Is it the legs? <laughs> For me, it's the ass and the tail. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think the fact that I think I think it's like I a think, human ass, <laughs> what the tail evokes. Okay. Well, this is like the problem with like, um, is it orangutans? What are the ones with those really like red, like 
red bulbous yeah. asses baboon, that look like baboon. they are. Is it baboon? Okay, they're like they're at their butts like look like pain. <laughs> like their butts look so much like pain um, that you gasp at them. And I actually think this is one of the unfortunate reasons <laughs> that sometimes people will gasp at you know a perceived deformity or something or or you mm-hmm. know injury or, or something right so if someone has a mm. crazy burn on their face or scars maybe you know it would be rude to gasp in horror and clutch your own <laughs> body right but but i wonder if it comes from like if an injury or a scarring reveals <laughs> the way that it the imagined pain went down yeah yeah the imagined yeah. pain it's like, I mean, it's that classic thing where it's like people think that the person's scar still hurts or something. Right. You know, they touch them gently or like people like, right. And it's like, my scars are scars. Like, I feel nothing. You know, please don't gasp right, right. as if in a, generously in your your empathy for the pain that's witnessed. But I wonder, I don't know what I'm trying to do. Cut slack. I'm trying to cut slack for the room. I'm actually horrified that I got a scar on my knee this summer lifting myself out mm. of a swimming pool scraped what i thought was a harmless scrape Mm. let's see we're clocking in on february this was in july kate kate i scar on my knee vitamin e oil my ass and now i have a permanent scar in the center vitamin e it was of oil (laughs) as in they say you know vitamin e oil will take a scar away yes actually i don't think i I think i dabbed it on once oh vitamin e my My ass ass. i thought you said i had a scar here and a vitamin e on my ass okay no but okay and i wanted to know why and i I said why i'm so (laughs) i mean i have the scar now in the center of my knee i want to talk about scars okay but i also want to continue about mirrors when we get back i'm going to tell you about mirrors and i'm going to tell you about the scar on my hand that's inexplicably there from the most tiny of injuries and i'll tell you how it happened when we get back can i rant for a sec please pay apps are way too public what happened some rando hearted a payment from five months ago and i realized people can see my entire history who i'm paying like full names it's super weird yeah it's weird how are you paying your friends then apple cash it's all in messages you can literally send cash like a text and it stays between friends random people can't see it did you just pay me a dollar on apple cash (laughs) services are provided by green dot bank member fdic terms apply Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu. Don't want to find out how he met their mother? Then go back with the Dunphys, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett-Tuckers in Modern Family. Start over with the roses on Schitt's Creek. And see what's up in the Kyle household, in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Can you even watch all this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. 
You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back, people. I have a scar on the top of my hand, okay? It's subtle, but it's there, you know? And... Oh, my God. Sorry, keep going. You're just reminding me about a scar story. Continue. (laughs) (laughs) Keep going, keep going. So there's a rubber band on your wrist, and you go to drag it off to use it with, like, the middle finger of your other hand. Uh The nail of my own finger lightly scraped the top of my hand. (laughs) I guess I didn't tend to it or SPF it or nothing. But there was no blood. No blood, nothing. A tiniest scrape you ever saw in your life. And now it's a full scar. My other hand scars are famously uh, toaster burns from me trying to reach into the microwave and paw a tuna mill out with the the pads (laughs) of my fingers. I drop it down into the cheese and I pull... I pull the tuna mill and the tray via the tuna mill. Toaster oven, I'm hearing. And then sometimes my excitement, the top of my knuckle goes into the top of the toaster oven. God, I really... Sorry, I just tuna mill... Toaster oven. What I feel like a toaster oven is such a fantasy of like, like ninety six. Yeah, but to me, like ninety four. The dream. Oh. I guess my childhood dream of like the normal family would be like a Ford Explorer and a toaster oven. And I feel like mm-hmm. now, actually, toaster oven. I'm suddenly shocked by the hygiene of like a toaster. Just those open valves. Like the top of a toaster is just open for all hell to break loose and enter the toaster. Wait, there's no open. Oh, to enter yes, the, the toaster. the top of the toaster is a free-for-all. To let in, let in anything. other things or to let out. To let in anything or let out. Yeah, but Kate, then it's burnt at 350 degrees, so who cares? Okay, well, I'm referring specifically it's to a killed. trauma. What's floating in? Well, I'll tell you what's floating in, hun. I <laughs> I have never had, you know, magically, no mice, no, no cockroaches, no vermin in this home. I recently put a piece of toast in my toaster. This was shocking. It was an English muffin terrified well get ready i toast it i had i forgot about it and then like maybe 40 minutes later i was like oh fuck that toast and i was like i'll just like just find a way to eat it <laughs> i reached in i grabbed the toast there is a live cockroach 
pulsating on the toast. I screamed to the high heavens. I, the cockroach disappeared almost instantly. I'll just flash. Disappeared I'll, or left? It truly was so fast. It just. What do you mean it, it disappeared? Vanished. I was watching it. It absolutely vanished. It ran. It ran or it vanished? Oh, <laughs> no, no, no. What I mean is, did you see its exit? No. Or did you suddenly see the fact that it was gone? It was just kind of gone. Like, like it was wiggling wildly. I screamed. Ew. I tried to, I grabbed like a broom and I was like kind of hitting around the toaster to try to see if I could like smash it. And it, by all accounts, it vanished. <laughs> by all accounts. Yours. <laughs> That's like okay. Okay, wait, anyway, wait, wait. Okay, this is boring. But no, it isn't. We keep digging. I'm sorry, you're it's right. It's not How boring. Dare I? I loved every second of it, and we dig in. See, you run. You run from the story, but I think the story itself has more to dig through. Like I constantly run. Was it burning? Alive in there? We'll never know. <laughs> but I almost threw away the toaster out of right. sheer fear. I almost threw away the entire toaster because I was like, I can't live with that toaster anymore. Knowing. Instead, I, you know, took out the toast tray, got rid of it. I was like, well, any like legs or arms or Ew. eyeballs or any remnants are now gone. You could vacuum. I'm not going to throw away a perfectly good toaster. That's a step too far. I'd rather just live in filth. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, but the toaster oven promises that sealed environment. Which it does not provide. You're saying. Well, the top of the toaster is just an open, a bird could fly Why in. Why do I feel like my toasters have absolutely no, oh my God, I've realized what's happening here. It's a crisis the of language. Is something else? No. What? You're saying toaster oven, are you not? So I'm talking, a toaster. You're referring to a goddamn fucking two slicer cartoon thing. Two slicer. Two slicer. That's not a toaster oven. I know. I'm saying that the toaster is exposed and I'm I want a toaster oven. sure. Oh, okay. I thought you said toaster oven this whole time. No, I've never owned. I was not raised with a toaster oven. I've never owned one. Were you raised with a toaster oven? Yes. Were you raised with a dishwasher? Yes. This is, I was raised with a dishwasher that was, and I'm not exaggerating, never used. Who washed? My dad. That right. was his, you know, domestic labor, so mm. to speak, was the dishes so much so that he refused to use the dishwasher. Oh my God. So I was raised with a deep fear of the dishwasher. Right. Or like a, not knowing how to do it. And even now as an adult, I really... I'm still afraid. Oh my God. Could this be real? I've never, I've never filled a dishwasher alone. <gasps> I've never like been, I've never taken the initiative to fill it up because I feel so nervous about the rules and how to stack them. I've helped... I've handed dishes to someone else. Right. Here, you put them in. But I've never taken it upon myself to confidently load the dishwasher. You treat it like heavy machinery. Yeah, it feels very... And there's something, I think because I'm an only child, there were only three of us, so there weren't like there weren't that many dishes. But something about the dishwasher to me also was like the dream of Christmas morning with like <laughs> children running around and like grandma's here, you know? And placing dishes in the dishwasher? Yeah, and being like, oh my God. God, wasn't lunch. It's like, and oh, you know, wasn't, oh God, the woman loading the dishwasher. Wonderful. Imagine what? living in that family. Oh, oh God, wasn't lunch devastating? Remember, it's like your dream <laughs> wasn't lunch. I feel like my family is not big on lunch in general. Like there's just sort of because everyone's sort of eating at different times throughout the, you know, mornings slash afternoon. It's all an approach to dinner for us generally. It's yeah, yeah, dinner's no, coming. Disappears. What do you need? Lunch, is, yeah. lunch disappears. No, it's all about dinner. It's always been about dinner. Well, like it's like people but talk about, about having lunch with friends, want to meet for lunch. Mm, I mean, a big lunch to However, me. However, give me dinner or give me death because lunch is hell. See, I actually prefer huge lunch, lighter dinner. Well, that's the classic. Eat like a, what do they say? A, a, a king in the morning, a pauper in the evening. Oh my God. 
A king as, in the, as, what as is it? King in the morning, pauper in the in the afternoon. It's something like that. Peasant death. <laughs> no, at night you're supposed, to, you're supposed to be a... an apple if you're lucky. Right. And at night at night you sneak out and you lick up the scraps of the king's meal. <laughs> right. You have like the torn the edge of the torn baguette that your lover left oh, on the table. Well, me and my cousin, um, and sometimes I you know, maybe these are ancestral things. Um We've always talked about the pleasure of kind of eating something that's a little bit unpleasant, like a stale piece of bread or some stale cracker, mm-hmm. crackers and eating it as if yeah. um, we are, you know, sometimes, I mean, for us, it's a lot of times Jewish, sort of Nazi Germany kind of fantasies. Okay, we're in it. We're yeah. Let's eat this. Like we're in a, we're in a concentration camp and we found totally. These this are the little bit of get. bread and we snuck behind a window and then, and then we sit there and then we eat what we're eating. With that experience. Yeah. I mean, that feels familiar. I guess, tell me if I'm wrong, but the Holocaust as psychological play cannot be understated in my home growing up. And I know this is also true of my cousin. I want you to tell your Holocaust thing I think about all the time, which is one of the funniest mother, things in the world the about your ankle. About your ankle. My ankle. Wait. The wind hitting your ankle. <laughs> right. <laughs> Please tell. <laughs> right. So so I, I you know, jump to... Well, 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 two things. Okay. Okay. I'll get to the ankle. Okay. Okay. But I just want to like say the thing I was going to say first, which is so like the classic is um, my mother would motivate herself to clean up the kitchen. Speaking of dishes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, She would go like almost nightly. Okay. It was like, I'm going to pretend that there's 10 minutes until the Nazis get here. Okay, and I have to clean the kitchen before the Nazis get here. I'm going to look at the clock. It's 6.03, so we'll say 6.13. If the kitchen's not closed, we're all getting hauled off by Nazis, okay? Pretending the Nazis are coming. Yes, and the weird thing about it is that it was never clear. It was just the Nazis are coming in 13 minutes. That's how long, or 10 minutes, that's how long we have to clean, okay? But it was never totally clear, like, if it's not clean, are they going to take us away? I think that was the implication, right? Right. Right. So so that was just, it's, it's like, it's like Nazis is the. I thought it was like how embarrassing the Nazis no, are right. coming into your house and and it's a mess. No, right, like they're there, like you're there to host them while whatever. Yeah. So yeah, so the, there was that. I mean, also <laughs> my mother, you know, famously, this is always the image to describe, but it's like it's a hot July day and I want to go to the pool or something like that, or whatever. I'm excited to come. You pool. just said July. Yeah, okay, I know, and it's because <laughs> what I meant. Okay, what I was trying to imply, and I didn't know if there was time to explain. Was this kind of thing I've heard, like the Southern literary tradition of like the July grass or whatever. Okay. Mm -hmm. I once heard a guy in a poetry writing workshop, like be like the July grass. Okay. And I was like, oh my God. Anyway, a (laughs) July day, a July day. (laughs) Okay. And, you know, the, I want to go to the pool, whatever. And I come down and my mother is in the den with the, with the blinds fully drawn in darkness you know, watching Schindler's List and, and turns to me and says, want to watch a little Schindler? Okay. Okay, so like watching <laughs> Schindler for her, as she says, as she calls it, a little Schindler, like let's get cozy and watch a little Schindler is, yeah, that's yeah. how she gets cozy and, and I have inherited this. It's the same, I mean, she also, she watches Jaws. Well, she's in the next room. She plays Jaws. Jaws is her comfort. Wow. She like knows every word to Jaws and she hears Jaws playing in the next room while she's like doing dishes or something. So like Schindler... It's that thing where there's 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 historical horrors can be a comfort because they're in the past. They already happened. Right. It's like 
I don't know. It's mm, kind of that's interesting. So you were saying, I'm so sorry. I I, I insisted on say, uh, well setting the table, so to speak, for the yes. the Holocaust stuff, which is just I always jump there, and then there be these there's these moments in my life that are completely moments of luxury and comfort. Okay, where I'm clutching, um, you know, a Starbucks on the streets of New York. Okay, and I accidentally my pants. There's a space between where my pants end and my shoes begin. <laughs> And I feel a little cold air and, you know, I've been rudely awoken at 11 a.m. or something like that and strolling the streets of New York and a cold breeze is my ankle. And I find myself thinking, this is what the Holocaust must have felt like. Yes. <laughs> yes. The, the, the ice hitting your ankle. Yeah. And those little moments of. Well, the could I. It's like a moment of minor discomfort becomes a way of then saying, you know, how would I. Of empathy. I'm, I mean, this is part of why I like like watching these like watching old war movies. I really enjoy asking myself how I'd fare in war. Like, like if you if we were drafted in World War II as men, quite well. People with high anxiety. I'm just yes. not to interrupt, but I've been told no. because I have high anxiety, OCD t- tendencies that when actual stress is presented, yes. like actual moments of like, oh, this is an emergency. This is chaos. This oh, is totally. oftentimes people with the anxiety actually are really able to manage those moments. Absolutely, and that's and I I'm sure I've brought this up on Poog. And I know I talk about it um, in my depression book, but my grandfather, chaplain in the war, had suffered depression in the war. Never felt better. Never yes, felt better. I love that story. Okay, there was finally reprieve. Did you go to the because I went to the Holocaust Museum in the eighth grade. And I what I remember the most was it became a competition for who could cry the hardest or grieve. I, I adore the hardest this. at the museum. I adore so this. Thank I you. was I was going to the Holocaust Museum. I went to an all girls school, all of the girls, their knees buckling, you know, kind of being like, <laughs> like, because I also, I went to school with like my, many, everyone had a relative, many of them probably were Jewish. Everyone, yeah. But, so like my best yeah. friend, I had friends whose relatives did perish yeah. or were survivors. Do you have any perished? And so, like, and some of them I had met. Or not really because they were um, in Spain. No, sadly, no. You see, I feel right now this thing tickling in my stomach, which is a desperation to interrupt to let you know that I have direct relations who perished. Oh, I know that you do. No, but and isn't I, that funny? And I like, want you to I'm, drop I'm just it. acknowledging the like the panic, like the how quickly can I get to it? Like the proximity to trauma or or pain yeah. as a legitimizing. Of course, of course. Thing. Well, I had two die, you know, that, that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, that's major. I once had a therapist directly ask me. <laughs> After like I'd seen been seeing him for a while, he was like, "Are you Jewish?" And I was like, "Yeah." And he was like, "You know, because you're processing a lot of ancestral, um, you know, ancestral <laughs> trauma." And he's like, "Did you have relatives that perished?" Wait, wait, let Holocaust? me guess. Did you lie and say yes? Did you lie and say yes? No. Okay. <laughs> but I was like, I was like, no. Hysterical. Like, oh. He was like, but you know, you yeah, still. Yeah, but I was like, but you know, my yeah. my father was born in the early '40s, and his parents took him to Dachau. Hilarious. Like. To be like, this would have been you. And my dad was definitely raised with a lot of that. You know, they named him Tony to be like, right. say you're Italian. <laughs> like there was a lot of fear. And my dad's a Jew named Tony. Right. Right. No, um, what was I going to say? Um, a Jew named Tony sounds like a fabulous Cassavetes film. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Wait, wait. There's something about. Oh, wait. Oh, but I was saying about the school. Yeah. And all the girls. Oh, um, yes. Okay. Well, this is like my favorite topic of conversation. And I couldn't cry. And I was like, come on, cry, cry, cry. You know, and I and I wasn't able. And I was devastated. No, no, no. This is hysterical. Okay. I actually didn't go with the school. It was maybe, uh, maybe we did. I don't know. I can't remember. But I remember first going with my parents. And my dad, like, says this thing to me now. Like, he's like, I remember you were really like... <laughs> 
I guess this is like I was 11 or something. And my dad says that apparently I was like, I was like, but the Nazis got it in the end, right? <laughs> like I was like, they, they prosecuted them or whatever, right? Like I was really <laughs> concerned about like whether the Nazis got it in the end. And then like, yeah. I also think like, what for you was like the hot referenced thing? Because I have an answer and I'm curious if it's the same, but like the thing that people would recognize if, if the Holocaust Museum in DC was like a, was a movie or it was a, you know, art show. Okay, what's the thing everyone's talking about when they leave? About you know it was really something. Let me guess, the passport. <laughs> no, damn it, the shoes, the shoes, the, the shoes. shoes. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, the shoes. Okay, yeah. they like, and, and then you gotta imagine the person who. All right, we gotta explain it, right? We got. Oh well, well, well I'm they imagining say the when I who, saw the shoes, that's when it hit. Yeah, me. that's when it hit, and and just for anyone who wasn't brought to our nation's capital to see this, <laughs> there is a. <laughs> You know, massive pile of shoes. Okay, brutal. That children's shoes. shoes, huge, huge, huge. Yeah. To give a sense of the scale of the death, right? Is look, they had. You know, look at all these. Look at this huge pile of jewelry that they took off the bodies before burning them. Whatever. Look at these shoes. And you know, it was the way it was making the intangible, making the infinite, making huge numbers. Um, you know, visceral, right? And like, I just like yeah. imagine, imagine knowing the person. Whose idea it was to do the pile of shoes? Just knowing the person. Okay, one knowing them, and then imagine how hard it is not to bring that up. <laughs> yeah, or you're the person who came up with it, and you're like doing like the inaugural tour. You know, it's like yes. the ribbons being cut, yes. and you're like, "That was me." Like, like, look at you know, because it's touring it's a creative the... insight, right? Yeah. Here's a question: How brilliant? How brilliant a piece of work mm. should a monument to a tragedy be? Interesting before question. Before it gets in the way <laughs> of the morning. When it gets again, <laughs> you know, it, it's a problem, right? Like you, you might brilliant. You know, your criticisms of um of the Freedom Tower, okay? Chris Chris hysterically, I just say this really quick. Chris hysterically has like a bit about how stupid it is that they like made the Freedom Tower um seventeen fuck when did we achieve our independence from britain 1776 <laughs> okay but he's like he's like he's like so stupid because that's like a number that's only about when we like separated from the british so it's yeah. like he's like, he's like take that al-qaeda remember 1776 when we kicked your ass <laughs> wait is that on the freedom tower the freedom tower was made to be 17 1766 feet high Oh my god, so irrelevant. I'm so irrelevant. Who cares? We I did not your know that. Ass? <laughs> well, the well, the the what the do world trade of the Freedom Tower. Let's talk about it. I don't think much of it, honey. And <laughs> first of all, did you go? Because I was, I was in, I was a f- freshman, sophomore. I would go down at night. I was living in Chinatown, and I would take long walks and You'd circle go the down square. to the holes. Okay, I would go down to to Ground Zero, and at that point. It was just still like gutted. Did you feel alone or did you feel the camera in the upper left corner of the room while you were mourning and walking? Because well, I was never alone, hell? of course. I was always with a friend. No, but but there was the curtain or there there was um a fence oh, around right. it, right? That was blocked, but there would there would be holes in the fence. Yes. And I would peer through the hole in the fence and but it was all just narrated by Katie Couric, like in my mind. It was all just, you know. Well it was, of course, televised. Right. That's a pretty tasteful monument. Right. They didn't build over, essentially, right? They they retained right. the absence. Meaningfully and made it a leave the wound open, as Kristeva yes, would say. Yes, and this is nice. Yeah. Second time Kristeva has come up, resist healing, has come up, and yeah. I love it. Um, and then they built the tower, right? And so it's like, now what do you think? Is the tower just like next to the holes? It must be, right? Yeah. Turn right at the holes. You can't <laughs> miss it. 
<laughs> I mean, I do think like filling it with water is about as good as you can get. Filling filling it yeah. with like a fountain. They're always like water. We have water. Water's always the fallback. Water is 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 tragedy's only answer. They're like, let's just water. They're like fountains. Well, fountain time. Well, remember the like the. I mean, you must have taken a trip to the Vietnam Memorial at some like in one of your trips. Sure. Okay. Sure, and yeah. I feel like the Vietnam Memorial was very celebrated for its understated quality or whatever, right? Yeah, of course. But yeah, like what? Like divine. Like how do you not? Like okay, it's easy to be uninspired by whatever the Freedom Tower, but if it were a deeply um, subversive piece of work. I've been kind of fucked up. You know what I mean? No, no, of course. Of That's course. what I'm saying. That's what's funny to me. But wait, so is all the business that happened in the World Trade Center, now it's all just condensed into the Freedom Tower? Like all the, like is all the <laughs> business, like are the businesses still in there? Well, some chose to move. <laughs> <laughs> Were they like, but some of the businesses are in there. Actually, every single business that had existed in the towers was forced into the Freedom Tower. It was a tax break, yes, but they were... <laughs> told they got no other option no that's that's a joke all right um, i actually am unaware of the businesses that went on were they they were beyond government like there were also people that were just like had like purse companies i don't even think there was any government, oh, no, government. it's a financial it was commerce it was commerce and finance the world yeah. trade center center right no no trade is the one i was trying to hit not center trade <laughs> trade as center. in as in <laughs> you were like, right, right. The world. <laughs> I constantly feel that I focus on the wrong word in the sentence or I place. Really? I think this is a constant issue for me is assigning value to the wrong word in the sentence. And it's, it's something that this I think I've retained from the embarrassment. I, a public speaker, <laughs> freeze up terrified in a classroom setting of reading passages out of a book, of, course. of reading my own work. Right. Utter horror. And for many years, also fear of speaking up to present an idea. I was like so, so quiet. And I take a look at her now. And I remember a couple of times I would read the sentence and I then would be aware and torture myself for 14 years after the fact that I had placed the emphasis on the wrong word. Do you remember that That's thing? This was such a hack thing, a hack teacher reference sort of. Placing the emphasis on the wrong <laughs> syllable. That's a no. hack. A hack to that reference. That sucks. Hey, yeah. You've never heard it? That's, yeah. You've never heard that? You've never heard no, emphasis? No, I've heard it. I've heard oh, it. okay, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah. Well, I know John Early loves, this is, he loves this, like, um, this is not syncopation. This is syncopation. This is syncopation. That I don't know. You've never heard John Early say this? No. Oh, my God. I would think it was like maybe in the first 10 minutes of meeting, like this would be something you'd discuss. It's like, no, I, I can't do the, the wrong version, but it's like, this is syncopation. It's not like this is syncopation. It's like, this is syncopation. This is syncopation. <laughs> I've never heard it. <laughs> Wait, what are other teaching cliches? I'm starving. Okay, we do have to go to break. You may get a snack. Walk me through what you've eaten today after the break. I can't wait. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu. Don't want to find out how he met their mother? Then go back with the Dunphys, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett-Tuckers in Modern Family. Start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Can you even watch all this? 
We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. If tonight's movie night is just what you need, make it special with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. like to know what I ate today so far? Nothing. You know why? Well, let me guess. You're fasting. I had a sleeve of saltines in the in the late night. I, I had a sleeve of saltines. I remembered they were there. I was going to bring up saltines earlier. Proof that I am, in fact, psychic. <laughs> um, why? Do you enjoy them? When you were talking about eating the, the bread and kind of like imagining oh. that you were in some. Yeah. Well, like, this is this is what I believe about Melba toast. Mm, the value of Melba punishing. toast. Is the value of melbatos is that it resists being eaten? Okay, and it's it's something that I long it's to for. remember. I want a food that fights back for once. Okay, I'm tired <laughs> of the foods just going in so easy and beseechingly. Okay, just enter my mouth. The humiliation yeah. of a pizza having a point at the end, like. Make myself real skinny so I can just kind of sneak in your mouth and then slowly <laughs> will widen. I'm like, this is pathetic. I will eat. I will eat you from the crust. 
in. Melba Melba's rips brutality through your mouth. Okay. And Melba's <laughs> the violence of Melba. Okay, it is it's like you chew into it and you go this can't be right. This can't yeah, be yeah, right. Something's yeah. And that's why Melba toast is um, subversive. Grape nuts. Similarly, I went through, God, I went through a period. A sign of, of adulthood, or a sign of like graduating to grape nuts, like adulthood. Or you know, once you have a mortgage to pay, you start pouring grape nuts. <laughs> and grape morning. nuts are to me heaven. The feeling that they might, the way they might break my teeth. I want it now. I love it so much. Really, a dangerous food. God, I kill for some grape nuts, and I, I want them now. There was a period where I would wake up at like like 6 a.m. where I'm not supposed to get up till 9 a.m. Supposed to, you know, whatever. Okay. But, but I would wake up starving, run downstairs, eat, eat a bowl of grape nuts in like a, in a fury and then go back to bed. And I cannot tell you how good it was. Now I do believe that was the sugars from the previous night screaming from my belly for more. Okay. Which is a theory around sugar. Okay. Is like the, bac the, the bacteria or whatever in your, in your gut that loves and eats sugar. That's like mm. part of why, People are like, I can't not eat for three hours or whatever. Okay. My stomach will hurt. And it's like, that's not your stomach yelling at you. It's the right. bacteria that love sugar screaming for more. You have oh to starve them of it. Okay. Right, right. Isn't that hysterical? Um, the, the fasting, intermittent like fasting. I'm yelling for it. Anyway, what have you eaten today? Um, I made, I, well, I, of course, had a cup of coffee with my steamed oat milk. Don't you get tired of that oat flavor, though? No. To me, it's pure cream, honey. I used to make my own nut milk like every week. And then I bought oat milk one day kind of to be like, let's have fun. How do you know someone makes their own oat milk? Don't worry, they'll tell you about it or whatever. It's that old I joke. Know. I don't know. How do you know someone's a vegan? Right, Don't sure. worry, it'll come up. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry, yeah, yeah. it'll come up. Yeah. Sorry. But I, uh, <laughs> no, I was making, don't apologize. Sorry. Don't apologize. Sorry. <laughs> okay, so coffee with oat milk. And then I made, unusual for me, I made a smoothie with oat milk, frozen blueberries, Almond butter. Pre-frozen? They arrive from the store frozen or you yes. froze them? Wild organic blueberries arrive. Pre-frozen. Pre-frozen. Okay. No, no, and they like say to the take nutritional them out of content, a The nutritional content mm, of frozen berries retained. are often higher, higher than the yeah. fresh berry. I repeat, the nutritional <laughs> benefits, the nutritional density of a frozen mm. berry or a frozen vegetable is often higher than that of a that fresh sense. vegetable. Just Isn't like... That? A baby that's killed is permanently younger. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> no, okay, we can't no, no, go. Living adult. Okay, okay, okay. No, no, but what I'm saying is you freeze the berry while it has its most. <laughs> well, no, they chop the broccoli and then they freeze it immediately. So it retains right. that kind of, How do you as feel opposed about to degrading in the truck and degrading right. on the shelf. The frozen blueberries. And then I have. No, this is you about your visualizations of, of food. Nutritional and, and degradation. On trucks specifically. Okay, the belly of a Boeing, the belly of a I Boeing jet. Food <laughs> transportation. And water searing in plastic i just is one water of my favorite being roasted things. at 350 <laughs> degrees in a truck <laughs> making being its way across the rust belt <laughs> and eventually <laughs> arriving at your door yeah yeah with a with a the um, plastic leaching into the water beyond comprehension plastic leaching plastic is leaching is one of my most i mean i think about my career plastic leaching right and death Wait, your career. Oh, oh no, the three things. Okay, Me I thought first. it was a big part of your... <laughs> what were we just talking about? I don't remember. It's gone. Food. Breakfast. Yeah, after that, well, though. I forgot to mention that I had some protein powder in my smoothie, which is not a usual thing for me because I'm afraid of the lead 
in these protein powers. Is that a thing? <laughs> protein powders. Oh, yeah. Toxicity. Oh, don't even get me started. Well, I know toxicity in general is an issue, but... Toxicity in general, I fear. But yeah, a lot of the kind of store-bought protein powders, they're not screened for heavy metals. versus the, the foraged in the local... Or just um, like a very... Like, like a, you know, a those protein, foraged protein powders. A protein powder that might be triple screened for heavy metals. <laughs> okay, I want a triple screened protein powder. I mean, I don't drink smoothies is often. Is the smoothie relevant? Barely. The smoothie has achieved, obviously, and you were one of the early satirists of Jamba Juice, just to be clear. Thank you. Okay. Okay. One of <laughs> Thank the you. Early, I really appreciate that. The humiliation of, of that. Um, you know, however, <laughs> a few years ago, okay, well, I mean, I mean, the, the first laugh, right? The first laugh about, about Jamba Juice was you think you're being healthy yeah, by consuming yeah. 90 apples, 700 <laughs> berries, six bananas. I mean, leave the berries out of it. But the issue is the apples, no, the bananas, just, the no, oranges. No, but the density is what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. You, yeah, they, yeah, you've yeah. eaten the equivalent of 60 bowls of fruit. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> in one thing and, and, and have just jacked yourself so high on fruit sugars. Okay. Fructose. Yeah. Never to come <laughs> okay, down. America's great failing fructose or whatever. Fructose. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. And, and mango. Mango, like, and then frozen and mango, like, frozen worry. banana. We added, some, we had, we got some more moisture in there with orange juice. <laughs> you're, like, you're like, great, great. So direct, direct juice. That, yeah. So, so it was like, you know, whatever disaster. <laughs> America grew more metabolically uh, challenged. No, no, I, I don't mean that as a, wait, metabolically, metabolically challenged. challenged. I don't mean that as a cute. I'm vertically challenged thing. I actually mean the metabolic syndrome. Yes. is the problem in this country. Okay, not. See, was that a glance at your phone? It's okay if it was. I'm not kidding. I swear, my phone is over there being plugged <laughs> no, in. I, so it's your nails. Right now, just now when I glanced down, I was looking at the table. That's fine. <laughs> okay, no, that is fine. I wanted to know because this is helping me learn, okay? So instead of going, now she's done it. Well, she, she didn't no, do it before. Now she's done it, okay? No distractions. So, no, no, this is great. All right. Wait, but I was really Drama excited juice. about... Yes. So... The metabolic syndrome is what most of us suffer from here, okay, in the States. I think it was Reagan and big corn and whatever and the GMOs. Basically, we all got fucked, okay? And we all have fucked up metabolic dynamics now that are not our fault. And Dr. Robert Lustig will tell us all. Ooh. It's not sloth and gluttony. Of course not. We are not, you know, having all these problems that we have due to sloth and gluttony. It is baked in. Yeah. <laughs> okay? We've been poisoned. It's baked into the yeah. very bread we try to try to eat okay so anyway so smoothies are a joke in that one sense but here's why i've gone back to smoothie a few years ago i love using it as smoothie i love pluralizing <laughs> smoothies yes. as smoothie <laughs> <laughs> the poetics of smoothie okay the yeah um juicing 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 no, but, but back right? to smoothie though you've no, gone no, back to smoothie no this is my point right okay all the all the talk is about juicing right oh don't stress the digestive system get the pure serum of the vegetable right into you etc cetera, etc cetera. right however you are missing the fiber fiber okay and apparently if you, you use a strong blender and which isn't this day honestly you know the, the others have caught up i don't think it's all vitamix, or, vitamix bust. or yeah yeah it was vitamix or bust for a long period of time where they're saying you can't long time you cannot fully break apart the cellular structure of the fruit with your average blender <laughs> your right. average are merely blending the vitamix yeah. crushes molecularly pulverizes, okay? i would argue pulverizes to a point where whatever needs to happen is happening so it's a sort of green smoothie period right. that I got into, okay? Where it was the better way to get my greens 
is pulverized, not green juice, but pulverized greens themselves, right? Mm. So I got kind of kind of into that. And I'm thinking of revisiting. I actually, I developed my own neighborhood smoothie at Smiller's uh, in, in New York City when I was living there. Uh, it's pronounced Smiler's, but I think it's funny to mispronounce it Smiller's. It's clearly one L. It's obviously Smiler. <laughs> okay. okay, But I like to treat it like it was a certain neighborhood store. Let's go to Smiller's. Anyway, I would get, so New York, full of bad smoothie options that are just fruit-based hell, right? I know. Okay, hey, let me put some ice cream in it for you, too. You yeah. know, and whatever. Juice Generation, is that one of the big culprits? I can't remember. Well, they, they do sell smoothies as well. But yeah. anyway, pulverizing the greens Robex. is key. Sorry, continue. And then dropping, I like to drop a few berries, okay, a few red berries into the, the, the green smoothie. Low sugar, high antioxidant okay, just mm-hmm. exactly to get some of the fruit flavor that i enjoy to kind of and i called that the rose garden okay i, I, <laughs> I self-named what i would order at, at, at smiller's okay and told them and i think it finally made it onto the menu no it didn't jacqueline <laughs> yes they said like we're getting a new menu and that one's going on okay and it was called the rose garden because it was all greenery then with dabble of red that's brilliant I still, I'm like so envious or something that you would have invented a smoothie that would end up on the board. I Now, to be clear, I don't gonna... recall seeing it on the board, yet I recall talk of it. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to be a bitch, but I kind of feel like I didn't really make it to the menu. <laughs> I, I, I'm so <laughs> furious because I don't have the details to support the feeling, and the feeling is one of absolute truth, okay? But I guess I, I could be sort of shuffling the truth aside, like in order to barrel towards me explaining that I named it the Rose Garden because I, I did think there was sort of an elegance to the word Rose Garden. It's lovely. Even though there was the problem of obviously that could imply that there's a rose flavor. I would take it. I would too, but then the, the people wouldn't have it. All right, pull me back, Kate. I feel myself slipping. I know, I know. Oh, right. Eating food in that way. Um, but yes, yeah, so oh, la- I'm starving. Last night, but last night I was watching um, The Terror, an AMC program that I'm enjoying nightly. And um, sort of these men the terror yeah it's these men on a ship surprise surprise oh, yeah, take to yeah, the high seas your ship shows. there's nary a, a woman to be seen in the program there's three okay there's three women that occasionally appear okay but it's just, it's just bent men. over uh, <laughs> an oil rig <laughs> <laughs> also what's, what's funny kate about that right see that is what part of your genius okay is that you can finish a sentence okay because you'll just you'll go for it just say oil rig okay like a woman bent over an oil rig now an oil rig technically is a massive structure an oil rig i think is like the entirety of the ship or whatever right yeah yeah or it's yeah bent over one area of the oil rig yeah like you're bent over a small barrel in the corner of an oil bent over some like of course yeah i know exactly what you're picking yeah of course okay and it's just, just, but it's um, but I but eating saltines while pretending that I'm in the Arctic mm. with with these men, you know, and and enforcing the saltines into my mouth, it was heaven in the darkness, God. going one cracker after the next, and and putting them in and feeling them be so dry, and knowing that I could get up and get a drink of water, but instead enjoying the over dryness of it and it filling my mouth and almost this feeling of sawdust, you know, sawdust. I must. Um, I'm so thirsty. Harvest for winter. I've barely had water. Yesterday, I would say I had a glass and a half of water. Today, I've had less than a glass. What am I doing? Thoughts? I haven't had a single sip of water today. Surprise, surprise. The room is spinning. It's not, but I am so thirsty and I'm starting to sweat in my, in my Juilliard sweatshirt. I'm yeah. I'm really hungry and I think I'm... But you know when you know you're going to have a really big, amazing dinner? You have one planned? 
I just know I'm gonna eat, yeah, a big old. And therefore, what you know? No, so so I'm. I know I'm gonna order Italian feast. So I'm like, I don't want to. You want to be as hungry as you can when you arrive at it. Yeah, I want to really be able to enjoy that feast. But I'm hungry. You know, it's huge for me, and and we can leave in a minute. But I just want to say this, which is, you know, eating socially is hard. Okay. Um, or or be, or knowing that you're supposed to get your sustenance from an event you're attending is is stressful to me, particularly mm-hmm. if it's, you know, catering. Right. Or, not that I go to a lot of catering events, but yeah, I know. Yeah. Th- technically speaking. Can't rely on catering, right? dear God. Dear God. Okay. They sweep through at speeds unknown, whatever. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but I found that what works for me is to not show up at events with questionable amounts of food starving. Eat right. a little something at home. Okay. Yeah, And then when I show up at the event, my eyes are not trailing the cater waiter right. with, a, with a ferocious desperation that alienates those I'm supposed to be having light conversation with. Yeah. Instead, you're focused solely on the chicken saute that's moving <laughs> quickly away from you. I mean, those events feel like such a thing of the past. Am I am I wrong? Now I realize because it's a year now of not eating in front of people, I think mm. my manners have completely, <laughs> they've just completely yes. dissolved so that food in front of me, it's... I think I, I'm a smacking. It's going right in. I mean, I think I've completely oh, yeah. lost any kind of social performance yeah. of eating. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, what's there's been, oh, there's been experience for me where like there's food on my face. I know there's food on my face. Like Chris is like, there's a chip on, on the top of your lip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Resting on the top of your lip. And I'm like, <laughs> I know. I just haven't gotten to it yet. Like, yeah, I literally know. Do you know what I'm saying? I can feel food on my chin. Right. And not my chin catches a lot and not wipe it away immediately. Yeah. Or I'm just like. Or sometimes I am shocked by how much food there is on my face these days. <laughs> like um, I, I, I turn to the mirror, I'm like, oh my God. Like it's just, yeah, well, we should, we should honestly leave because I'm so hungry now. The hunger has taken hold. It's starting to now gravitate toward my language skills. Absolutely. I, I really enjoyed exploring um, uh, Judaism. Some of the modern brutalities. Fear. <laughs> yeah. Some of the modern brutalities jettisoned by the da da da's. Um, I would kill for a bowl of grape nuts with whole milk. I am going to have that too. Great. That was Poog. If you enjoyed Poog, please subscribe, rate, and review. If not, we will press charges. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. 
and you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.